Hey, how you doing? Happy Sunday to you. What are we talking about today? Anything to talk about, Blake? We got nothing to talk about. Uh, the Boban. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bogdanovich gets a two-year extension with the Pistons. How about that? <laughs> $39.1 million, two years. Clutch three-point shooter. Um. All right. I. I. I, I we're going to get to the Lions in a little while. Um, I, I don't know what else there is to say. I, I just don't. Um, so we'll, we'll get to the Lions here shortly. But I want to start with Michigan and Michigan State. And, and, and unfortunately, we are talking about the ugly part of this rivalry first. We got to talk about the dirty bits. We got to talk about what happened after the game. Because quite frankly, I got to be honest, I want to talk about the game. I want to talk about football. There was a lot of buildup to that game last night in Ann Arbor. 7.30 kick, night game under the lights. Michigan trying to keep their undefeated streak going into Columbus. And look, I I am one of the people that continue to say when this game gets underway, it doesn't matter what the records are. Doesn't matter if you got a number in front of your name. It doesn't matter what happened last year, the year before, 20 years, 100 years ago. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that moment because wacky things happen in that game. But what happened after the game inside I almost called it the, the Michigan Tunnel. It's the it's the it's the Lloyd Carr Tunnel now. Was disgraceful. It was disgraceful. And and look, all of the circumstances that surround it, we don't know yet. But here's what happened if if you're if you're in the dark. Final whistle blows, Michigan wins, Paul Bunyan comes out, celebration ensues on the field. There was a little bit of a some jawing going back and forth on the field after the game ended, immediately after the game ended. And I thought Mel Tucker did a pretty good job trying to get everybody in the tunnel to go to the locker room. Right? Game's over. Michigan wins. And they, they got to move on. So the Spartans start going up the tunnel. And we've got video footage from from different angles, from different reporters, different different beat reporters were were inside the tunnel. There were some aerial shots, and it showed there was one Michigan player that was going up the tunnel with the Spartans, and what we saw after that. From the moment they started walking up the tunnel, the Michigan player was going up to, to the videos that came out afterwards outside the the state locker room, where there was at least four or five guys, what looked like just assaulting the Michigan player. Jumping him, basically. Jumping him. I mean, we heard it called the TIFF. We heard it called, you know, all, all these different... It it, it, it kind of gave it a soft feel for what happened. There were a couple Spartans kicking, pushing, punching. It was nasty. So what happened between going up the tunnel to the video that we saw was, we don't know. 
And we don't know yet. I assume we will eventually because police are investigating. Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, whose son plays for Michigan State, was on hand for this game. Uh, He had to get involved because of this altercation after the game. And and here's what I'll say. And again, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I actually want to talk about football. I don't care what happened. I don't care what was said. I don't even really care that this Michigan player was up the tunnel before the rest of the team, probably trying to instigate something. It doesn't matter. You gotta have composure. And for a momentary lapse, because I think Mel Tucker does a pretty good job of keeping his guys under wraps, there isn't a whole lot of jawing coming from East Lansing, especially ahead of this game. You had Jacoby Winman saying, ah, we look forward to, to, to quieting down the stadium. Okay, I don't really consider that, you know, bold and more material. But the, the, there isn't a lot of talking coming out of East Lansing ahead of this game, ever, ever. And this year was no different. But I don't care what happened. I don't care what happened. You just don't do that. And unfortunately, tempers flare in this game on a good day. And yesterday we saw the ugly bits. We saw the ugly part. And it was unfortunate. Because now that's the narrative. Go to ESPN's website and look up the recap of that game. What do you see? It's this it's this brawl in the tunnel after the game. And then they get into football and stats and what happened. But but that's the that's the that's the attention grabber. That's the storyline. And it shouldn't be about that ever. Ever. The game was over. So it's unfortunate. And all I'll say is I think that we need to hold back a little bit. We need to get the information. We need to get we need to get what happened because the videos that came out of Chris Solari and Matt Charbonneau and all those folks, you, you, we're seeing the tail end of it. We don't know what happened before that. Maybe what's his name, Jaden McBurrow? Maybe McBurrow punched somebody. Okay, well if you hit somebody, I would expect them to retaliate. Is that a fair response? Um, yeah, I mean not no. <laughs> But uh, but that at least that would make a little bit of sense. Yeah. But if he's there jawing and talking, you don't take it to that level. I have a question for you. What? Is this rivalry more disrespectful than Michigan-Ohio State? Um, it's a good I question. Like yeah, it has to be. happens more in this game than in that game. Well, but see, the location has everything to do with it. Right? The location has everything to do with it. Michigan State fans and the program has taken on the mantra that Michigan doesn't like us. You know, you go way back, they didn't even want Michigan State to be in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Right? And so they don't respect us. They don't want us here. They don't think we belong. We'll show you. And that has worked wonders for them, especially over the last decade and a half. So I think the, the the locale has everything to do with it. Has everything to do with it. Because again, Michigan State has had a lot of success. What do they get to do when they have success? Talk. What do Michigan fans have to do when they talk? Listen and take it. And that gets brutal, especially after the stretch Michigan fans have had over the last 15 years.
So you got to take it. And Mel Tucker beat you the first two years he's here. That's tough pill to swallow. As an established program with an established coach, that's a tough pill to swallow. But you got to swallow. You got to take it. And it, look, this is silly. This is games. This is fun sports entertainment. But it got taken to another level last night, and it wasn't okay. It wasn't okay. And so, again, the 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 headlines after the game, the storylines after the game, the talking points after the game was not and had an, and nothing to do with what happened on the field. It was everything to do. It happened inside the locker room, outside the Michigan State dressing room. It's not okay. And 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 look, everybody on every side has come out and said the right things. It's, it's unacceptable. People will be held to account. They're going to go through the proper channels because now this is a criminal investigation, or at least police are investigating. Um, and we'll go from there. Harbaugh said one of his players, there were two players involved allegedly. One of their players has a nasal injury. I don't know if that's a broken nose. I don't know if that's a deviated septum. I don't know what that means, but apparently there was an injury. So again, I think we need to, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's see what happens from this. Let's see what the investigations and the Big Ten and all of those things, what, what they turn up. And then we can go from there. But until then, I was just disappointed that it happened. I was just disappointed that that was, that was the, the dominating talking point after that game. Because there's a lot of talk about it. We're going to do that next. Because Michigan... it. it they kind of exercise the demon. And I know you're going to say, well, geez, the fourth best team in the country. And Michigan State has had a, a really rough year. Okay. But again, none of that matters when that game kicks off. And Michigan State came to play yesterday. So we'll get into that next. Michigan wins it 29-7 to over Michigan State. And now it sets up, look, this thing sets up for them. You got Rutgers, Nebraska, and Illinois in the way. Ohio State got tested in Happy Valley against Penn State, but they pull through. So this sets it up down the stretch. So we're going to talk about the game last night in Ann Arbor. That's next as Sports Wrap continues right here on WJR. I got another question for you, too. And if you want to weigh in, 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. Blake, I, I want to get your answer on this in a couple of minutes. Um, look, th- this this game was probably closer than it should have been or could have been. Um, Michigan had, what, scored one touchdown until the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, midway through the fourth quarter. Um, they had to settle for field goals and, you know, I, I am of the belief there, there are a couple of, of things I live by, especially when it comes to football, uh, fo- field goals, get you beat and stats are for losers. I got that from Sean Belegian. I think it's wonderful because it's true. Stats, stats don't tell the whole story, but oftentimes they do. <laughs> And in this case, field goals didn't get him beat. Michigan State wins it 29-7. to And th- this was a, a f- just a, a, a thorough win. I don't know that I'd call it a beatdown because I think Michigan State came to play. Michigan State showed up early in that game. Now, their first series got derailed with penalties. 
you know, the, their, their scripted plays were pretty good. And it just, they kept going backwards, and you just can't have that on your first possession. Then Michigan, Michigan on their first possession fumbles the football. Cornelius Johnson did not have a good game yesterday. And then Michigan State couldn't couldn't capitalize. And that was look, if, if there was any any chance that Michigan State had going into this game. And I'm sorry I wasn't here last weekend because I would have told you then. They needed to cut down on penalties. They needed to turn the ball over as much as they could. And then you got to capitalize. Now they didn't. Michigan only turned it over the one time and they didn't capitalize. Um But this was this was a this was about as dominating win without a lopsided score as possible. And I think that I think that we saw the the flash what maybe we were expecting from JJ McCarthy. I think we saw it a little bit last night. Not a lot. You know, I'd still like to see him throw the football down the field a little bit. You know, he still missed some guys high. But boy, the the ability that he has to either extend plays or get into the open field when when you know he sees opposing numbers, it, it is a game changer for Michigan. And I, and I I was always on board with this move to JJ because I thought you're going to get the same production out of JJ that you got out of Cade. And this is not a knock against Cade. It's just the upside with JJ is more. And so I think we saw that a little bit yesterday. And here's here's the other takeaway from this from this game. And this is where I need I need your help Blake. And, and again, if you want to weigh in, 800-859-0957. Michigan going into this season, I think the expectation was that they were going to be pretty good on offense, right? You bring back Blake Corum. You bring back a veteran-laden offensive line. Your receivers are, are really, really good. You've got speed, and you've got, at the time, Cade returning, and a guy like J.J. who you feel like could be the future. And probably the best O-line in the country. Well, and that's what it's turned into. But the questions with Michigan preseason or going in or, or early in the season when they were beating up on Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn is what kind of defense do they have? What kind of defense do they have? And those were questions we didn't really have answers to because, again, it's hard to tell against the bottom feeders of college D1 football. But I think the strength of this team and what makes this team dangerous is their defense. Yes, they do have the best offensive line in college football. Yes, they do have one of the most dynamic runners in Blake Corum. Yes, J.J. gives them a whole new dimension and he's got a whole lot of receivers to work with. But this defense, playing the way that they are, is you. it cannot be overlooked. You know, Mike Morris, Mozzie Smith, you know, the way Jamon Green has improved from the, the first couple of years he started games to now, Mike Sandra still going to corner from receiver. Um, I mean, Junior Colston, you know the kind of player he... This defense is 
really legit. I mean, I think they're really legit. I think they can defend the pass. I think they can defend the run. And they can do everything in between. And I don't know that that was how I was going to feel through eight games of the season. Is that crazy? No, I agree with you 100%. I... We we talked about this before the show. I had placed a wager on Michigan State's team total under 14 and a half points. Yeah. Because uh, before the game, I said, disregard everything else. How is Michigan State going to score on this defense? Correct. And I was right. And I think uh, um, on the other side for Michigan State, going into the season, it was, okay, well, what are they going to do without Kenneth Walker? Because I was one of those people that thought Kenneth Walker was so prolific. Kenneth Walker was so good. Kenneth Walker was so efficient that 70% of his rushing yards came after contact. I mean, that is just not something you see. And so when you lose that player, when you strip that part away from the vehicle, what do you got? And on the other side of the ball, you know, they've been dinged up. There's been a couple of injuries that have really hurt them. Obviously, Xavier Henderson being gone for most of the season, he's back now, helps. But those injuries were debilitating at first. And the the, the depth just isn't there yet. It's just not there yet. And you can certainly build a team. You can acquire some pieces through the transfer portal, but you can't fix everything. You, you, you can't fix an entire offensive line. But I think that I didn't expect the offense to be as far behind as it is now for Michigan State. I thought, you know, you got Reed back. You know, you got guys like Jalen Berger who's coming in, who was, uh, you know, highly touted coming out of a transfer out of Washington. Broussard was a guy coming out of Colorado in the transfer portal that that obviously Mel Tucker knew from his time at Colorado. And I thought the offense was going to be was going to be better. Um and I was also banking on on the offensive line to be better. I did not expect the deficiencies on offense that we're seeing from from this team. And and maybe you credit Michigan with that. But um, I mean, I, th- I think we've it seen it over been, the last couple of weeks yeah. that it's been it's been a, a tough go for Michigan State's offense. Yeah, I, I think that what you're saying, it's not just been against Michigan. It's been against other teams. Do you think, though, that you could make the same argument for Michigan that you could with Michigan State last year? Offensively? Blake, Blake Quorum's covering up. Maybe. A lot of inefficiencies. Yeah, and and, and what, what Blake is allowing this offense to do, or at least allowing J.J. to do, is is try to find something, right? And and it he seems very composed. He seems very self-assured. Um, but it feels like something is missing. He's, and I'll tell you, I don't care. Look, Michigan grinds you down. Mm-hmm. They grind you to a pulp. That's what they do. They will they will put you in a blender and grind you for four quarters until it's just juice left. JJ's just not throwing with anticipation. Th- but but I don't know that he I mean, at this point he doesn't have to. No, I yeah. why why what do you why put it why even put it in harm's way? 
Why even try for the double doink off the helmet against Penn State for a pick six? Because it doesn't matter because you still play Corm rushing for 150 yards a game. So, uh, look, if you want to take the meat grinder approach and and that is going to be the thing that gets you to to Columbus undefeated, I don't have a problem with that. But I don't think that's what's going to be able to get it done against the Buckeyes. You're going to need more. You're going to need another facet. So, look, this game yesterday, if you're a Michigan fan, was a lot of fun. I think this is what a lot of people expected, even if you're a Spartan. But but I think that there are some, there are some things that Mel Tucker has to get worked out. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of my, my, my green and white friends. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's frustrating. But again, the expectation was, especially as the season went on, okay, well, we, we, there is last year maybe was the anomaly and we got to tear this thing down and get this thing right. And again, COVID year, that was not a good year for Michigan State because from a recruiting standpoint, it was really tough. They've really only had one essentially recruiting cycle. And and now Mel Tucker's got a nice class coming in. So it's just, it's just going to take time for Michigan State. And I fully anticipate them being a, a highly competitive team in the future. But it, it just it just isn't there yet, and I think the, the 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 good thing is I think a lot of Michigan State fans understand that, and when you have that expectation, you're not as let down uh, because believe me, I've had a lot of expectations for Michigan over the last seven years under Jim Harbaugh, and have been let down plenty of times. So it's a tough spot to be in, but you grin and bear it, and you go you go through, and I I think this team will be okay. All right, got to take a break. We'll get to the Lions next. Goodness gracious. Uh, Michigan State didn't score in the second half. Neither did the Lions. We'll talk about it as Sports Wrap continues right here on WJR. You think this story's true, Blake? You think it's true? What story? I don't know. I don't know if I believe this. (laughs) Oh, don't play coy with me. You're burying the lead. So apparently, um, this is from... I got a now I I lost it. Where is it? Here it is. This is good radio. Um. So Sam Ellinger uh was uh, at quarterback or is at quarterback today for the Colts? Correct. Uh, that means he's the sixth starting quarterback in the last four years. Takes you back to when Andrew Luck suddenly retired in 2019. Matt Ryan stinks, so he got benched. And now. Apparently, according to Zach Kiefer of The Athletic, the situation in Indy has grown so dire that the Colts recently reached out to Andrew Luck, gauging his interest in returning to the team. Mm-hmm. Kiefer said, I uh, told Rich Eisen this week, Colts have reached out. Absolutely, they've called him. It's not going to happen. He's definitely moved on from football. Did they also reach out to Peyton? What's Peyton doing these days? <laughs> he could do the Manning cast still, right? Could he do the Manning cast while he's playing? It would be the same, yeah. It would be the same. Yeah, Andrew Luck isn't coming back. That's that's silly. He could still. I still think he could throw for 250 and a couple touchdowns. Just coming out cold off the couch? Yeah. Mm. I think he could. 
Um, Lions lost again today. You don't say. 31-27 down at Ford Field. First half was spectacular. Uh, 27 points, and you're like, okay, here we go. Here come this offense again. And, you know, before I get too far, maybe I should issue an apology. Maybe, I, you know what, I should, I should issue a retraction. Because a couple of, well, you know, earlier this season, a few weeks ago, after the first couple of games, I came on this show, and I told you it's okay to be excited about this team. It's okay to be excited. It's okay to be excited about this offense. This offense is efficient. They're well-tuned. You got a nice offensive line, and we're going to be able to have some fun. Um, and since then, over the last, well, in the Patriots and Cowboys game, they scored a combined six points. Today, they came back and scored 27, only to lose to the Dolphins, who scored 14 points in the third quarter. And I, Blake, I'm out of, I'm out of, I'm out of, I'm out of ideas here. Like this, this offense is, is good, but they're not great. They're not proficient. They're, they're not as, as prolific as we thought they maybe would be earlier in the season. So I don't, I, I got nothing. Like I know I'm supposed to come on here and have a take. I got nothing. It's, it's, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's in the water. Something is, something is just going on. And it felt like defensively today, there was a, there was a bit of a pulse. They allowed 17 points in the first half, but you figure, okay, offense is cruising. Defense is, is getting some stops and everything just reverted back. Everything just went back to the way it was the last few weeks. Can't score, and and the defense really just started taking on water again. The offense, do you think when Jameson Williams steps into the fold, will it get even better, or do you think that he won't make that big of a difference this year? Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what – I mean, first of all, yes, they will be better. Of course they will be better. But what difference does it make? I mean, they've lost five in a row. They're one in six. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't, you know, where do these wins come from going forward? They're going to beat the pack next week in, in, in Lambeau? They, yeah, they could. Mm. They could. They're capable of losing to anyone very close. How about the Bears? Bears are playing good. Their defense is legit. Yeah. You think they're going to beat the Giants? No. How about the Bills? No. How about the Jags? No. How about the Vikings? No. How about the Jets? No. You like them to win against the Panthers? Panthers were game today, but yes, they can beat the Panthers. And you got Bears packed to end the season. Like, I'm just saying, J-Mo will certainly make a difference. I don't know what kind of difference he really will. He, unless he's playing defense, too. And and look, I don't think Aiden Hutchinson is is untouchable here. I thought he's been very pedestrian. He had a nice little comeback game against the Cowboys, but and I didn't even see um, 
let me uh I got to let me let me check this out. Um what were his uh what was his stat line today? Let me see. Um hold on. Hold on. They have hold on. Oh. Hold on. Did what do you he, want me to hold on to? Uh Aiden Hutchinson, one total tackle today. So again, like he's not he's not there. He's he he doesn't show up. And that's not okay. I mean, it's not okay coming from your the number two overall pick. Rodrigo continues to impress. But again, he, you know, he's not Bobby Wagner. So I there are just there are real problems, especially on this defense, that, that make it very hard to get excited about any facet of this team. Is that fair? I agree hundred percent. They just they don't know how to win. That's obvious. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that too when that when they at at halftime. It's like, can they close this game out up ten? Like that doesn't feel safe at all with this team. No. And 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 then not only do they, I mean, they're, they're just offensively they were not competitive in the second half. So, I, but unfortunately, them not knowing how to win and how to close out a game, that comes down to coaching more than anything else. I mean, here was the here was their series in the half. They had three offensive possessions, a five play drive that resulted in um minus two yards. They punted. Their next offensive possession was five plays, one yard. Their third and final possession of the second half was ten plays, fifty three yards. And turned it over on downs. It's not competitive. No, no it's not no. competitive football. It's not competitive football. You're not going to be able to win games. And and not only are you not able to win games, but you look at the the time of possession in the second half. I mean, Miami ate up almost six minutes a clock to start the the second half. Five minutes on their second possession and ended in a touchdown. Ate up almost four minutes on the punt and another three minutes at the end of the game. It, 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 you will not win games with that with those kind of numbers. But on the other side of things, you know they were able to to stretch things in the in the uh, in the first half. They had every single one of their possessions ended in points. And you're thinking, okay, here we go. It's just disappointing. It's frustrating. It 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 feels like we are uncompetitive, and I'm okay with that. Um, but I don't think this organization is at a point where they want to tank still. Like I think you want to be in the best position you can to to maybe draft your future quarterback, to maybe draft difference makers on defense. Um, but I think the the virus of losing and and what how that can permeate the locker room now is just it's it's incredibly treacherous so it's just another uncompetitive game today unfortunately and in the second half um they had a net 54 yards you're not going to win games all right got to take a break come back with more next right here on sports rap on wjr all right coming up at 705 is of course gridiron rap with our Good friend Sean Belegian and Bill Keenest. Uh, fellas, good evening to you. 
Um, hey, Chris. Uh, a really um, look. I called it an uncompetitive second half of football for the Lions. Just uncompetitive. They were not competitive in the second half. They had three possessions that netted them a, a total of fifty-four yards and two punts and a turnover on downs. And it's like, okay, great. You start things off twenty-seven points in the first half. Every single possession ends in points scored. But they just disappeared offensively and defensively. They just couldn't put, they couldn't hold Miami for long, especially with the talent they have at receiver and and the way Tua was playing. Um, and and Bill, that was just it was just a really tough half of football to watch in the in the third and fourth quarters. Yeah, it's what what strikes me. And again, I had uh, I had a remarkable game, Carolina at Atlanta. Yeah, which was crazy, Whoa. crazy um, in so many ways, but. But um, after, you know, reading some stuff on the Lions game, I think I think there's a couple things. It is maybe historic put up the, the difference in yardage between the first and second half. I find that remarkable. Yeah. Um, so what does that mean? It You have to believe that Miami did a rem- amazing job defensive coaches adjusting. They made some halftime adjustments. Now, the thing that worries me is you go into halftime especially when you have such success on one side of the ball you know that the other team's going to make some adjustments okay you have to adjust that yeah yeah i mean they're not going to do the same thing and you shouldn't do the same thing so i don't know i'm sure that'll come up at the press conference tomorrow but to have a disparity of over i think over 300 yards between the two halves mm-hmm. or close to that is unbelievable. And, and you know, um, Sean, I, I came out um, uh, on this show, you know, a few weeks back, obviously towards the beginning of the season, you know, when they were scoring 35, 36, 45 points. And I said, look, it's okay. I, I know people have been hurt by this team for years and years and years, but it's okay to be excited about this team. It's okay to be excited about this offense. They got something going here. And and they don't even have Jameson Williams yet. And 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 I had to. I feel like I had. To, I came back today and I had to issue a retraction because it it you can't come out that stale in the second half. And I, you're, Bill, you're probably right in terms of the adjustments that were made on the other side. But but there was no there was no counter, and and it just felt like exactly. Sean. It yeah. just felt like it, it, a really disappointing half of football. Three possessions, fifty four yards of total offense. Well, and, and Chris, you know, at the beginning of the year, I, I remember Bill and I talked about this, and we may have talked about it with you. I, I think the problem heading into this year, especially with the hype, uh, with hard knocks and, and everything, was I, I felt like the Lions were going to be the victims of some undue expectations. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to tell you again, shh, nobody's tanking or anything like that, no. okay? But when you get multiple first round draft picks. It's obvious to, I think anybody that they're kind of building up to 23. Let's see what we have in 23. I wanted to see progress this year. I'll go back to something you said when you first uh, brought us on, Chris, the moments of non-competitive football this year is Mm. is what bothers me the most. There's too many of them. You're going to lose some games. They were going to lose more games than they were going to win. But, you know, I, I tweeted this out earlier today. The Lions entered today, Chris, last in the league, giving up 412 yards a game in offense. They gave up 478 today. 
Mm. And, and, and I mean, you were watching the same thing I did. It, it, Third and eight didn't matter. Nope. He, he was going to find Tyreek Hill. Yep. He was going to find Waddle. He was going to take off on a little run himself. And to me, that's the frustrating part. It, it wasn't about the wins and losses for me this year. It really wasn't. I, I, I said it then. I say it now. So at least I'm being consistent. It, it was about seeing this team um, start to make some strides. And, and then, you know, you throw in, uh, Bill, I know you were busy with the other game. Uh, you know, what well. was it, Chris? I mean, all those offensive penalties in a row oh, in the first oh my and God. 30. Terrible. I mean, come on. Like, I, you can't have that no. stuff. It's, and, and I'm sorry. I, I, I do, you know, I know a lot of people say, well, it's not Dan Campbell out there that's that's doing that. Yeah, but at the same time, when, when you have them so many like that, of course people are going to question coaching. Mm-hmm. Every, everything's uh, in play at that point. Yeah, and look, I, 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 I still contend that that roster – was well it was not really an NFL roster when when Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes and everybody came on board and and obviously there's still a lot of work to do you know Aiden Hutchinson has been kind of a a no show um I know he had a nice game against the against the Commanders he showed up a little bit uh against Dallas last week but again one tackle today I mean just just a, a non-factor and that's not something you can have out of the number 2 overall pick um in the meantime um, we had a big game in Ann Arbor yesterday, um, and and Sean, I, you know, I I think the frustrating thing for for a football fan, for a fan of that game, right? Uh, if, if you're a fan of either of those teams, you love the game, you hate the game, but you love it, and and I think the way it ended, we saw the we saw the dirty part of the rivalry, we saw the nasty part, we saw the the burnt piece of toast, and and. Unfortunately, things escalated in the tunnel, um, and um, it was just a it was just a nasty scene. And 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 I still say, you know, we don't have all the details yet. And and I addressed it a little mm-hmm. bit uh, in the beginning of the show. And it's like I, I want to talk about the game. I want to talk about football. Um, mm-hmm. And and instead, we were forced to talk about what happened in the Lloyd Carr Tunnel. It was it was um, it was quite a sight last night. What were your thoughts uh, on what happened uh, during the game and, and after? Bill, I don't, I don't know about you. Like the game didn't yeah. surprise me at all. Um, you know, Chris, mm-hmm. I, I, I said it a couple. Of, Michigan's good. You don't need me to tell you that. I, mm-hmm. I think sometimes Michigan fans, whether they want to admit it or not, the last fifteen years, including the Big Ten championship, have been difficult on Michigan. Not only against Michigan State, but in general in the Big Ten. I mean, yeah. it, it, they've really struggled. There's PTSD you know, there in Ann Arbor. Absolutely, I, there is. I really firmly believe that. I know no Michigan fan other than Chris Renwick will admit that. But I, I think what happened is their world was turned upside down. All yeah. of a sudden, they weren't winning Big Ten championships. All of a sudden, Michigan State was beating them two out of three times. So there, there were things that that you know were happening in their world that they weren't used to. Uh, and I don't know if they're looking clearly at this team. This is a darn good team. Yeah, darn they, good team. Uh, they they put you in the meat grinder. Uh, Billy, what do you got, guys got coming up next? Well, obviously going to talk about the weekend, and, and I, I do think that uh, we'll take a deeper dive into the reality at Michigan Stadium. I have some pretty strong thoughts on that situation as well. And, um, you know, the, the NFL continues to amaze Christian McC- Caffery today. He's run for a touchdown. He's thrown for a touchdown. My guy. He's caught a touchdown. My guy. Big day for Christian McCaffrey. The Bay does wonders (laughs) to you. It's it's the salt in the air, I think. Uh, Shawnee, Bill, uh, have a nice show coming up. And by the way, uh, at 8 o'clock, 
uh, a very special rendition of War of the Worlds right here on WJR. Uh, have yourself a wonderful week.